It's the state of Victorian greyhound racing and the stories behind the sport. This is RSN 927's Off the Leash. Racing poked the bear a little bit slow to begin. Showing pace on the inside was Orson Allen straight to the early lead. High Tanner's second, then came Huxley third. Poked the bear's getting a nice run up on the inside now. Check to the outside was Blue Striker. Azkaban's well out of it there with Wes Woodley. And sure to excite, but down the back it's Orson Allen. He's about eight or ten in front. Second High Tan, then came Poke the Bear. Further back was Huxley. Around the home corner, Orson Allen in front in the cup, about four lengths to High Tan. And Orson Allen, a fantastic win in the Cup, poke the Bears run second, high tan third. Then Wood, where's Woodley who flew home? Further back was Blue Striker, sure to excite. Well back Huxley and Azkaban was last in and it's 29.76. What a terrific win by Orson Allen taking the final leg of the TRFM Gippsland Carnival, the Group 2 Spolly Syndication Cranburn Cup. You're with Andrew Cuse. Welcome to another edition of Off the Leash on RSN 927, our social media with thanks to Greyhound Racing Victoria. And joining us uh, co-hosting, of course, is Molly Haynes. Molly, a terrific Cranbourne Cup. It was. Look, Orson Allen was huge. It was really, really impressive in his heat win, going very, very close to the track record. But that was his fourth consecutive win in the Cranbourne Cup. He's running at a 50% winning strike rate, which is phenomenal for a dog racing against the calibre he is. Now, he went, He also went within, what was it, two-thirds of the first split record at Cranbourne in his cup when he went 5.29, which is a phenomenal effort. Now, George, first time on our show, during the week, you tipped Poke the Bear to come out on top in this one. Yep. Look, I understand why, but you're regretting the decision now. You're neck and neck with James. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, I uh, did a, a, a program with James yesterday, and he said he was 1-0 in front. So it gets a bit confused, <laughs> uh, old Jim Bob. But, um, oh, look, Poke the Bear's been a champion for so long, Mole, as you know. And um, oh, it was always going to be a chance that Orson Allen was going to kick away and have a, a match-winning lead, and that's what happened. The week before, he broke the sectional record running 20.76. Greyhounds that run around the 21-second mark are elite, so that shows how quick Orson Allen has been going. But, yeah, look, um, maybe I've got to tip Orson Allen this week for the 10-way. How's that? <laughs> well, you do have some power because it actually ran odds on Poke the Bear, which was surprising. It was very short. Yeah. I mean, uh, those that backed uh, Orson Allen off the back of the qualifying time got pretty good odds in the end, George. So a bit of power in your tipping. It was uh, it is much watch those little video clips and those pre-race tips. Yeah, not sure about was the power it, next we, time. <laughs> but were you surprised at how short it did uh, run? Yeah, actually, I thought the two twenty-five was right. I think they started on par nearly for favoritism. What I liked about Poke the Bear was he had twelve starts from boxes one, two, or three, and won nine of them. He had yeah. such a great record. He'd been um, winning good races from really awkward draws, yeah. and again, he's got to do that uh, on Saturday at the, in the Tem Lee. But yeah, no, Orson Allen's getting one thing right now, the start. Um, and when he does that, I think, Moll, as you know, his uh, splits are outstanding. Uh, he's got a pedigree to die for, so I think he's just building up a CV now to be a, a, a terrific stud dog uh, later down the track. I couldn't agree with you more. And i tell you who else really impressed me was Little Heighton. I think I'm a sucker for for dogs I do stories on. There's no doubt about that. And yeah. I wrote a story about her. It's talking to Michelle no- Michelle Nolan, I should say, heading into the Cranbourne Cup Heats. She was undefeated in five starts, I believe, he- heading into the Cranbourne Cup Heats. She put in a phenomenal performance against... She ran, what, third to poke the bear and obviously Orson Allen. Huge effort by this little girl. I think it was uh, just desserts for her, her great record recently. Yeah. Like you said, she'd uh, 
built up a little bit of a picket fence and she she made the step up against the best dogs in the country really and uh, she did it well she's got really good early speed doesn't she and that's going to come in handy coming across that Australian Cup Carnival. Absolutely well I do believe that she's actually looking at retirement now I've been talking to Michelle and they're thinking of breeding with her I think they're even thinking Fernando Bale so might be a litter of the week in in a, a fair yeah. few months to come but look it was a it was a great end to the Gippsland Carnival we um this it was of course the third and final leg of it first leg went to Neo Cleo um, winning the Sale Cup. She was phenomenal. She deserved that one. And, and of course, Dinah Hunter in the Warrigal Cup, who you tipped on top. Yeah, look, I loved I loved Don Hunter, and I think I like him when he's drawn out wide. He was uh, terrific in that Warrigal Cup. And as you said, Neo Cleo, again, she deserved that Group 1 win. She had run second in a few group races and had been knocking on the door. She's got this lethal mix of early speed and strength, and, of course, we're going to see her in the Rookie Rebel. All right, well done to, though, uh, the Cranbourne Greyhound Club and uh, to um, Corey Grenfell off the back of Orson Allen's win. And Molly Haynes spoke to uh, Corey after the Cranbourne Cup win. You finally got got there. You told me box three and inside box draw would win you a country cup, and it happened. It did. Um, yeah, look, we've, we've been desperate to get an inside box with him. He's been in plenty of group races now, and, um, you know, he probably should have won a few more than this. He's got the ability. And like I said in the week, he's... Um, you know, he's probably one of the quicker dogs going around right now. A near track record performance in the heat last week. That must have, I suppose, given you an ounce more confidence heading into this one, even with a greyhound like Poke the Bear. Yeah, it did. It's, um, you know, we, we wanted everything to go right like it did last week and um, we weren't, you know, real confident that we are going to win this one, but on the box draw we are definitely a lot more confident going into it than we were, you know, in the other group races. And, look, he, he jumped to perfection today and... He won the race. <laughs> now, now, beating a dog like Poke the Bear, it must add a huge tick to this dog's resume. Yeah, it does. He's, you know, he's one of the best dogs going around at the time and at the moment, I should say. And um, it's good to see him beat him, you know, in that fashion too, and you know, run not far off what he did last week. Now, I know it's very, very early stages. You've just seen the box draw for the Temley. Box two, I know you may not remember the rest of the dogs in the field and how they're placed, but what are your thoughts heading into this one? Can you make it two group wins in two weeks? Yeah, we can, you know, providing the dog pulls up good. And, you know, we, we could only have dreamt to have, you know, box two in a, in a Temley. And um, if he pulls up well and everything goes to plan this week, he's going to be a big show. Now, a, a Group 2 win, $47,000 in prize money. It must be a huge boost for your young family. What, what, what can you do with something like this? What does it mean? Um, well, this, this is what we train for, and, you know, to get the rewards like this, you know, going forward into the future and, you know, setting up the dream property that we, you know, only dream about. Absolutely. Now, a stud career is also on the horizon, I believe. This Group 2 victory is certainly going to add to the interest you're already receiving for this dog. It is, it is. Um, there's been a few people after the race already asked for straws and you know, I think that's going to be, the, he's going to be hopefully one of the future's stud dogs going around. He's got that Casey and all as well and I suppose it is, uh, Casey and all's one of the, I think got one of the high, highest strike rates I should say from a sire and I suppose people are only going to look for a son of Casey and all which is really putting him on the market. Yeah it is and then, um, well said and then you look back and Dasali on the dam line, it's you know Barsi's sister and she was a stay on her own right and you know you, you can't I don't think you can go past the breeding it's RSN 927's Off The Leash
Corey Grenfell there with Molly on Saturday at Cranbourne after Orson Allen took out the Cranbourne Cup. In the background, you could hear the cover band Bosley, another example of terrific entertainment that GRV clubs put on to bring people to the track, and many people had a great night with all of the things going on. And people will have a great night coming up on Saturday at the Meadows, of course, with the Gippsland Carnival now over. We now head to uh, the Australian Cup Carnival and, of course, uh, three Group 1 races over three different distances. We're about to talk about them on Off the Leash. And uh, Molly and George, let's talk about the Temley first up over the uh, traditional 515 metres. Now, I think the Temley has got to be both of our, one of our favourite races between the two of us. I was lucky enough to handle a Temley, Temley winner in Zelmar Fever. And uh, you have the, the Temley winner, uh, winner from last year, George. Yeah, it brings back some good memories. I can't <laughs> believe it was a year ago. Where did that flash boy? I know. Uh, I remember talking to you after the race and you were one very excited man. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's an honour. It was just an honour to be in the race uh, because, you you know, it's the best eight greyhounds going around and someone on Saturday uh, will be crowned uh, a new champ. And uh, look, I think from the eight runners, uh, Molly, I think six of them have already won Group 1 races and the favourite, Orson Allen, hasn't won a Group 1 race to show you the quality of this field. So uh, I think we're in for an absolute cracker. I couldn't agree with you anymore. He is, I believe at the moment, the $2.60 favourite. I spoke to Corey like we heard um, in the audio before and I felt a little bit cheeky asking if there was going to be um, two win, uh, two group wins in, in two starts and Look, why can't you be confident with his performance? I really can't. I really well, don't understand. <laughs> well, you know a lot of greyhound trainers. They don't like the mocker put on them. They uh, they are pretty superstitious. But I'm wrapped for, for Corey. I think he's put a lot of time and effort into Austin Allen and Dinah Chancer. He's got two very good greyhounds. And he's just starting to, to uh, reap the benefits and... Look, I'd be confident going into this race too because the dog's in the zone at the moment. He's beginning well. He's drawn well. He's got a greyhound from New South Wales. Now, we love our people from across the border, but (laughs) when they come to the meadows, they uh, are going to be dealt some curry and they're going to know they're in a big race like they are. And I think Orson Allen will certainly let uh, Cosmic Bonus know that uh, he's in for a big fight come Saturday. So I think he's a justified $2.60 favourite, that's for sure. I couldn't agree with you more. And and poke the bear. Look, I I know he obviously was defeated last week. Uh, defeated in the Cranbourne Cup, but you just can't go past how phenomenal this greyhound is. I know even Shona's left speechless talking about this dog. We spoke to Shona earlier in the week on RSN, and, and she said she probably hasn't had a, a greyhound uh, with such track sense and, and chasing abilities. Just one of those freak greyhounds. Uh, I was behind, lucky enough to be behind the boxes when he defeated Uphill Jill in the uh, in the Silver Bullet, and he nearly fell on that corner. How yeah. he, he picked himself up and won that race it was just incredible. He's got to contend with box four, um, as you know, Mole, which is is not easy. He's got a greyhound in Hasten Slowly, which you know well, who does like to look for the fence. Yeah. So there's a couple of, um, I suppose, um, red lights there for um, for Poke the Bear. But he just finds a way to win in big races. Now, how close is he going to be to Orson Allen if Orson Allen begins cleanly like he has? That's going to be the question mark. Yeah, no, absolutely. And look, we've got Baruga Brett um, in this one as well, jumping from box number six. You mentioned about Hasten Slowly. He likes to head to the rail. Now, in the Nationals, um, Andrew laughed at me when... uh, Andrew Copley, I should say, laughed at me when I tipped uh, Weston Augie to win the Nationals purely off the fact that he was drawn outside Hasten Slowly. And you know what? He won the national the national sprint and I was very, very proud of myself. And I spoke to Brooke during the week and I said, look, I seriously think he's a good chance. We know how fast this dog is, but I believe the dog on, on Baruga Brett's outside. Now the 
Yeah. Where is it? Um, Bucks um, Future. future. Um, this all can also look to the fence too. So I don't. I don't know whether where they're going to lead heading into there. I know. I'm. I love my Victorian greyhounds, and I think I can be a little bit, a little bit. Um, I suppose single sighted when it comes to these. So I'm, I'm not really sure. I think you're spot on with Baruga Brett again, and this is no disrespect to the New South Wales greyhounds. I've seen a lot of fast beginners come to Melbourne and struggle for their first couple of starts at the Meadows. The great thing with Bucks Future is that uh, Sid Swain has brought him down to have a look at the different style of boxes because they do get um, tripped up a little bit. I think Baruga Brett is clearly the dark horse in this race because he can run low five seconds to the mark. Mm -hmm. He's got a great PB at the Meadows, and I don't think he's that badly drawn, like you said. So... Yeah, I, I, if for, on a betting perspective, I'm not sure what odds Baruga Brett is. I think he's around the five or six dollar yep, mark. He's I think. bang on five dollars. Yeah, look, I, I reckon he'll drift out to a little bit further on race day, and I, I think he's a really big chance. Yeah, no, absolutely. And from his record, I believe he's won four races from box six, so huge effort. And um, oh, look, why not? <laughs> yeah, look, he can he can ping the lids. He he loves uh, the meadows. I think they've given him a little bit of a freshen up. I yep. think he'll be uh, spot on to go. And um, there's probably no um, more informed trainer than Brooke Innes at the moment. So uh, she had four winners at Sandown only a week a week or so ago. So good luck to to Brooke and Jamie with him. But. Um, yeah, there's, a, there's also a very good greyhound in box eight. I was just about to say that. It'd be rude for us not to talk about Group 1 Melbourne Cup winner and, of course, Group 1 Harrison Dawson winner, Maya Redeemer. I was really quite surprised that this dog went to the Temley rather than the Rookie Rebel being the middle distance with the Australian Cup in mind. But um, I think David Gill is really enjoying the foresight of a stud career. And I suppose you make stud careers over, um, you know, the 500 metre distance. Yeah, I, I, I tend to disagree in a sense that I don't think a 600 metre race on Saturday would have upset his stud career at all. Maybe hindsight's 2020 yeah. uh, um, in regards to whether he would have gone uh, to the different to the rookie rebel, but. In fairness, if he comes out and wins, well, we've all got, well, not egg on our face because I think he's certainly capable of winning. I oh, think definitely. the box draw certainly brings him into the race oh, too. I couldn't agree more. I think when the box draw came out, I thought Orson Allen and My Redeemer, the two that stood out to me as, yep. as where they like to be drawn. I've seen My Redeemer win in 29.70 odd at the Meadows off a, off a wide draw against real good opposition like a Black Opium and Azkaban and these types. So he's obviously more than capable. Is he going as well as he was in the Melbourne Cup Series? I'm not too sure. Um, and that's going to be the question mark, especially if if Orson and, and Poke the Bear find themselves in front of him on that first corner. Absolutely. Now, the, the last dog we'll have a quick chat about, Circle of Dreams, the new kid on the block. She's got two group races in her very short career, including the Group 1 Futurity at Wentworth Park last start. Now, uh, I almost think she's a little bit uphill Jill-like. I may be getting a little bit ahead of myself, but look, I think she's got the talent and I know Jeff's got an opinion of it. Well, yeah, we were speaking about this. I was actually speaking about this um, with a couple of people. Um, uphill Jill took out the laurels and I was lucky enough to win the Futurity um, and she's won both of them. Yeah. So maybe we're like her. <laughs> we're trying to aspire to be a circle of dreams. I watched her in her debut run and she certainly has improved <laughs> yeah. a great deal from that circle of dreams. She's got this great knack of beginning well. It's not an easy thing to go to Wentworth Park and win a Group 1 race again with the yeah. different boxes. And, yeah, look, I know she's up against it. This is a huge rising class. But whatever she does in this race, she's just going to improve off, I reckon, Circle of Dreams. We're going to hear a lot about her in the next 12 months. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. So who who are you picking? Look, I'm going to go Orson Allen because of yeah. the box draw, and he's just racing so well. The difference now is um, where Poke the Bear is going to sit. Uh, I don't like where Hasten Slowly is drawn compared to him, and I think the dark horse in the race, if you want a little bit of value, is um, is Baruga Brett. And you? 
Brugger Brett for me, I think, with Hasten yeah. Slowly drawn on his inside. It gives him a chance, and but then I also feel silly not, uh, you know, not mentioning Poke the Bear or Orson Allen. Yeah, yeah. Still to come, uh, New South Wales trainer John Finn will take our call when we, of course, uh, chat about the um, Zoom top. But let's look at the uh, rookie rebel now. This, of course, uh, invitation over the 600 metre distance, Molly. Now, Deliver is the short price favourite on the TAB at $2.60. He went 34.09 over the 600 last start at the Meadows. Beat Dana Chancer in the Maidment Memorial at Sandown Park. Look, I'm I'm finding it really hard to go past this dog in the Rookie Rebel, to tell you the truth, George. Yeah, I, look, I think out of the three invitationals, I think this is the one where I'm going to be most confident to have a bet. Um, and I think the most pertinent point is that he nearly broke Dinah Paddy's first split record. If yep. he can do that again and, and jump to the front, well, I, I just don't think they can beat him because he's running 34.09 out in front. And as good as Neo Cleo and Dinah Chancer yep. are, don't get me wrong, I mean, the whole field is good. If he does that again, and he is in good form, and I think it's important to be looking at dogs that are in form and coming into these big races, I think it'd be incredibly hard to beat. I think if you can get 260, I think you'd be happy with that. Absolutely. Now, we've got Litter um, litter siblings, Neo Cleo and Blackjack Neo. Neo Cleo obviously won the Sale, Co- Sale Cup in December, the first leg of our Gippsland Carnival. It was definitely a confidence booster run on Saturday night at Cranbourne. I'm not sure whether you saw that win, but it'll be good to see her step up over the middle distance again. Yeah, again, we we mentioned it earlier, that lethal mix of early speed and strength for Neo Cleo. I mean, winning, she runs very fast over 500 and then wins the Sale Cup over 650. Um, the box draw probably doesn't suit her if Deliver begins as well. She's going to have to be camped outside of him, and I'm not sure um, she's any quicker than him to go around him. I don't yeah. think she can do that. So she's going to make she's going to need to begin a lot better than Deliver, and then all of a sudden she's in it up to her ears, I'd say. Exactly. Now, Dinah Chancer, I was very surprised to see this greyhound in the Rookie Rebel. I thought um, he would have been, an, oh, look, he was my tip almost for yeah. the Zoom top. But there, there's no doubt this greyhound, you know, he's a phenomenal dog. 680 um, track record holder at Warrigal. Look, he's a great dog, but I just I just can't go past Deliver in this one. Yeah, look, I'm, a, I'm in agreement in regards to the Zoom type. I think Dinah Chance always had that reputation where 700 metres was a little bit too long um, earlier in his career, but I thought he was building up to, to go into the Zoom top and uh, and perhaps lead that race and then be pretty hard to beat. Of course, we see him smash the track record at Warrigal. Look, the box draw does no favours for him off box seven, does it? Um, He's a greyhound who's not electric early. There's going to be greyhounds in front of him. I really liked his run behind delivering that Maidment Memorial. I thought it was really eye-catching. So if there happens to be a little bit of trouble in front, he's going to be the the swooper um, coming home. He's as classy as any dog in that race, but that first corner is a worry for me. Absolutely. So deliver for the both of us? Yeah, I think so. I think that's a pretty safe bet. And to the Zoom top, which is uh, a huge attraction because Tornado... Tears, of course, will be involved in uh, what a greyhound that dog has been and continues to be. So that's a huge selling point for this race, Molly. Now, Tornado Tears, five months on the sidelines and he opens up a $1.95 favourite. How does that happen, George? Well, I think it was two twenty-five, and the punters <laughs> said, no, we don't want that. We want it a bit shorter. Um, I suppose that trial at Sandown on Sunday would have yeah, helped, 29-23. I think the other big thing that would have helped was Robbie Britton's been glowing in his report of him <laughs> in his preparation. And Definitely. I think when one of the best trainers we've ever seen say that he reckons the dog is in good nick, um, I think that's you take that on, on, on value for sure. So 
Yeah, big time. It would be a monumental effort to come in and win a Group 1 race straight off after, since racing. When was his last start? September, I yeah. believe, at oh. the Meadows. So. It'll be a huge effort. He's a six-time group winner. He came within one-tenth, uh, one length of Space Star's track record at the Meadows. Look, race fitness is going to be questionable for me. Like, there's no doubt this greyhound is is an out and out champion. But yep. race fitness is very, very different to trial fitness. Absolutely. Look, he's run forty two oh two there, which is nearly a track record. I'd suggest if he runs forty two forty, he still might be capable of winning this race, and that that would allow for him not to be a hundred percent race fit. That's probably the way I'm looking at it. But I think delivers the better value at two sixty. Yeah. Now, Poco Dorado, we're talking to John Finn about her shortly. There, there's there's potential three greyhounds from this same Chia Desticata, Fernando Bale yeah. um, litter. That is a huge effort on John's behalf. Well, all of their behalf. <laughs> incredible, incredible litter it's been. And Poco Dorada is a get out and go type stayer. She ran second in the in the Group One stayers Top Gun back in November. Um, can she go one better? This is her time to to beat those two dogs, Tornado Tears and Rip and Sam, who who had her measure in the National Distance Championship way back in in August. Exactly. So, who are you picking for this one? I'm still going to go to an 8 tears only because I think his champion qualities will get him over the line. Yep. And he has trolled over 600 metres, so I know he hasn't been... 100% fit, but I think he'll be as close as possible. And yep. who are you tipping, Molly? Tornado Tears for me. I'd, I'd feel a bit silly tipping against him. It's RSN 927's Off The Leash. And joining us is uh, the trainer that has two dogs in the race, as we mentioned, New South Wales trainer John Finn on the line to have a chat to Molly and George on Off The Leash. John, it's Molly here. Thank you so much for for joining us. Now, this litter, this Chia Desticata litter, you must be pretty proud of yourself. You've got two, potentially three, through to this Invitational on Saturday night. Yeah, no, we're we're happy with them. The only thing is, it's hard to get runs with them, and uh, when they race, they've got to race each other. (laughs) That's the only problem. (laughs) John, uh, Poco Dorado, what what a talented chaser she is. Of course, what a record she built up at Wentworth Park. She did get defeated last time, but uh, that was uncharacteristic of her. I suppose she missed the kick. She's usually a bit more get out and go. How did she pull up after that run? No, she pulled up good. She was knocked a pad off in that other race, like, and she had a few weeks off and coming back, and then you sort of, I don't know, you've, you've got to race, stayers have usually got to race each week to keep their form, and she sort of had that th- three, four weeks off, and she just lost it, lost it at the start a bit, you know, And uh, but, uh, yeah, no, she went all right. Now, Poco Dorado, John, she's had a couple of attempts at group races in Victoria here. She hasn't managed to snare one just yet. Do you think with box one and the question mark over champion Tornado Tears race fitness heading into this one, do you think she's got a bit of an advantage? Yeah, I think she's got a bit, bit of an advantage. I wouldn't like to be out, out in eight. I think Robbie Britton would prefer to be in one and two. Like, and but being out in eight because she only got a short run to the corner. And uh, if you get caught out in traffic, well, you're in trouble. But uh, no, I think she's suited. I wouldn't like to be anywhere else with her. Now, uh, Poco's brother, uh, Blue Moon Rising, he gets a start uh, after the scratching of uh, Champagne Sally. He's been a runner-up uh, to his little sister at, at group level on a few occasions. How do you think uh, he'll handle the Meadows? I think he'll handle the Meadows real good. He's been there once. <coughs> and, uh, now, him for first up, I can take him to tracks like, without him being there, and he, he goes real well. I mean, he's boxed beautifully, you know, where he is. Absolutely. Now, lucky last question: Are you picking Poco Dorado on top on top out of your two? I know it's like picking your favourite child. 
Nah, no, I'm not big blooming or anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's a testament to what to how good she is. Yeah, no, he's 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 a better dog on strange tracks, and uh, he'll begin. He'll be sitting on the fence there, and he'll be very hard to beat. But she's sort of when you get away from Wentworth Park, she's not as not as good. Good luck, uh, John. Uh, you will be uh, swimming against the tide, as they say, because the favourite punters will be hoping that the uh, champ tornado gets up. But good luck to you with your greyhounds. Thanks for joining us on Off the Leash. Okay, thanks very much. Okay. It's RSN 927's Off the Leash. And uh, let's wrap it up with a few of our regular segments. And uh, George Ferruja, the uh, watchdog, how did it go uh, this week? Yeah, it went pretty good. The Cranbourne Cup night tipped uh, seven out of the 12 winners, which I think is a pretty good strike rate, including a $7.20 winner in Dargo Dasher, $5.30 winner in Jabrina Helius, and then three seventy for Bluegrass Icon and three twenty, of course, for the brilliant Orson Allen in the Cranny Cup. Now, we have to quickly mention, too, we've got the new Watchdog app now available on smartphones. Make sure you check that out. It's a, it's a great addition. Love it. The litter of the week, Molly. Oh, I know. I'm, I'm breaking some rules here. I'm going a litter that hasn't even been born, and they're not even in Victoria. I'm going <laughs> a Fanta Bale, the champion Fernando, a Fanta Bale, I should say. She's gone to Dinah Villa. It's been a pretty contra- controversial decision, hasn't it, George? Yeah, I'm not sure why. I think the wheelers <laughs> have uh, proven themselves to be the preeminent breeders of this country for a very, very long time. And Dinah Villa, of course, has already thrown a greyhound like Dinah Hunter. He hasn't had a, a great deal of litters, and I think his strike rate's pretty good. Yeah. He was a tremendously fast greyhound, and I'm I'm tipping that they are putting her strength with his speed, and I wouldn't be surprised if we're seeing these racing around. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, I spoke to Brendan Real, uh, Brendan Wheeler, um, about the the decision, and he just said it simply he just didn't want to go to an American sire and double up. So completely understand why. We wrap it up, of course, with the Gap Dog of the Week. Who are we trying to find a new home for this week, Molly? Now, it's not a fancy name this time, but it is a it is an old and a cute one. We've got a greyhound by the name of Clancy, a two-year-old black male. He unfortunately didn't race, but the Gap girls tell me he has an absolutely amazing smile. He's all about fun and adores splashing around in the water. They tell me as well he can be the life of, a, of the party but can be a little bit shy at times. He'll suit a home with another dog and kids over the age of 10. So if you think, if you think you've got space in your home for Clancy, be sure to contact, contact Gap through their website. Party time, Clancy. We couldn't fit the whole name of the dog in. <laughs> Terrific. Uh, more information, of course, on uh, Gap. And don't forget the Adoption Day coming up on the 2nd of March at uh, Sandown Park. Molly and George, enjoy the Australian Cup Carnival. We'll do it all again next week. More information on Greyhound Racing on the GRV website and on RSN. Thank you for listening. Want to hear Off the Leash again? It'll be up on iTunes, on Facebook and on the podcast page at rsn.net.au.